What? Isn't it time for your podcast? Oh, crap. Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. I'm the big man. He's the juice. And this is the Cheap Seats Podcast. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, it's been kind of a crappy week. Got to work this week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's been a shitty week this week because I'm working and I should be off. Uh, you need to save up vacation time better, buddy, because oh, I've been working yeah. all week. Even if I took it, I couldn't get it off. Oh, well, I'd be screwed. You know, it happens. But, uh, uh, not our whole big show today, but, uh, th- this is our show before Christmas, uh, so, uh, let's get into it real quick. You got any shout-outs? Uh, well, no, not really. Let's just shout-out, uh, I got a little friend group, and I don't know, I don't have any idea if any of them listen to it or not, but, um, we just kind of, we'll call them the boys. I've been on a hell of a humdinger for three days now with them and uh let's just thank god i'm still alive and not in jail so uh we'll just shout the boys out they'll know who they are if they listen to it all right uh i really ain't got many shout outs or anything i really i don't have any shout outs actually uh (laughs) other than uh i went over to the liquor bar in lexington on saturday uh me and a buddy went over there that's grown man's candy store oh yeah grown man's candy store uh Went over there and uh, I got some liquor and beer. Uh, matter of fact, we tried uh, some of this uh, liquor and beer I got. Uh, the beer, it's it's I think it's the IPA it's see, ale. I, I got the bottle here. It's called Dead Guy Ale Rogue, and I can't tell if that's the name of the company or what it, they call this specific beer. 6.8% alcohol by volume. It's definitely got a very ale taste to it. Yeah, it's got the ale taste. It's got a real it's bitter aftertaste. Kind of, uh, that's what I was getting ready to say. It's kind of a bitter aftertaste to it. Uh, um, but the other thing, I think I brought it home, though, with uh, the Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, I bought it for the uh, bottle. It's uh, I know you listeners can't see it right now, but it's like a little... Uh, I don't know, like an old brown jug almost type thing, but it's got like a pitcher head to it at the yeah, top. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's pretty cool. cool looking bottle. It's actually a pretty cool ceramic, uh, but it's actually a pretty good liquor, nice and smooth. Uh, right now, though, I think we're both drinking on uh, Jim Beam uh, Double Oak right now. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking on. Uh, that, that's speaking what of I which, I did, I did some more reading on the back of this bottle while you was talking there. That's brewed and bottled by Rogue Ales. In Newport, Oregon. Okay. So I would assume this dead guy ale is the name of this specific beer. So it's not the, like the brewer. That's not what their company's called, Dead Guy Ale. That's this actual beer. Right. And it's got a very ale taste. It's kind of, I always call ales um, and that very bitter aftertaste, I, I refer to it as like a almost a soap on the end of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost, and, and that's really why I, I don't drink very many ales, and that's why 
because I kind of think it tastes like soap on the back end. This is not the worst one I've ever tried, so if you're into ales, maybe check it out. But for my taste, it ain't worth a fuck. But it's 6.8% alcohol. It'll get you there. Yeah, I uh, I was over there at the liquor barn. You know, they got those aisles where you can build a six-pack. Oh, yeah, I, I love a- those. I was over there, so I, you know, I grabbed, uh, I decided I wanted to grab six different beers that I've never tried before. Yeah, so I do it I, all the time. I was like, well, I'll do that. That way, you know, if it interests me. I got this, uh, this dead guy ale here because the bottle looked really cool for the main reason. So I was yeah. like, even if I don't like it, I'm still keeping the bottle because it's a cool looking bottle. Yeah, no, I do. I do those things constantly and it's always like six. I've never, ever tried or, or whatever. And usually they're ones I've never even heard of is the ones I generally try to grab. Uh, I usually bat, I don't know, maybe 50%. Sometimes I've went two out of six of ones that I actually like. Yeah. Um, right now I'm, I'm probably batting, uh, probably, uh, two out of, uh, four so far well, yeah, so i have tried all of them i still got i still got uh two more left in there uh i i, th- I think i'm gonna pass on the dead guy ale but um yeah i don't care much for that but i mean it's drinkable i'll give them that much i just ain't a very big fan of ales though i do like the uh i do like the telemore do irish whiskey though it's very good and and we kind of talked about it a little bit uh this, well actually i'm reading the bottle right now it's triple distilled so that's right. pretty good, but uh, most of these Irish whiskeys kind of got the same general taste profile. Most uh, of the time, yeah. That Jameson Proper 12 that we've had on here, it's it's got a lot of the same similar taste profile to but, it, but this is, I think this is the smoothest one out of all of them. Yeah, I don't have quite as much, neither, none of them have much of a bite, but I think, but Jameson and uh, the Proper Number 12, it, they got a little bit of a bite. I like the bite on the... I think that's distinctive in Irish whiskey. It's that bite on the back end. Right. And this, like after you swallow it, you know, you kind of get that little rough patch there real quick. And then... But it, and but then it, go, it goes Going way pretty down, quick. it's so smooth. This, this stuff here, it they ain't hardly no bite on the end of it at all. So it's almost kind of weird. Right. The fact that I knew it was an Irish whiskey when I took the shot of it and I didn't get that bite, I was just... You're sitting there waiting on it almost. All right. Uh, you got any other shout outs or anything? I really ain't got much tonight. Nah, it's all. I mean, and, and this is Monday night. Kind of our schedules have been screwed yeah, up. I meant to say that. We're uh, recording on Monday. Yeah, our usually, schedule. Uh, usually we do Wednesdays, and we have a lot more news that has come out by this point. So Our, our schedule got flipped around right now. Uh, uh, we've had death in a family, uh, so... Uh, uh, we'll just go ahead and say it real quick. Uh, Ju- Juice, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, no, it's, it's all right. I mean, it ain't. It's never it's never an easy thing to lose a family member, but when you've kind of been expecting it, it makes it a lot easier than yeah. what, it, what it would be if it was unexpected. Right. So, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's not something. It has kind of messed the schedule up a little bit, and. I mean, I'm not going to sit over here and act like I didn't care because it, right. it does matter, but right. it, it, it's a lot easier when you're expecting it. Well, so. at the end of the show, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, 
get a drink in for it. Oh for yeah, sure. I'm definitely gonna do that. All right. Well, well, if you don't have anything else, uh, nah, get let's done. get in the news time. News, news time. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I do that uh, fresh every week just yeah, for you guys. By the yeah. Way. That's why you kind of get the authentic laugh from me. I yeah, just kind of chuckle a little that's, bit. That's not a pre-recorded thing. <laughs> I do that just for you guys. Like, just so y'all know, that's a, every week I, I do that for you. All right. Uh, so uh, we're going to get right into it. Your uh, boy, Coach Calipari, has asked, uh, what's, I can't remember his first name, uh, Javon or Jerron Fletcher. Um He's asked him to leave, to step away from the program right now. Um, and that don't surprise me. He kind of called him out here a couple weeks ago at a press conference. Uh, so I really, uh, I'm not surprised by it. I'm not sure what, what's going on with Fletcher, if it's uh, personal issues, family issues, what's going on. But um, it sounds to me if there's, if there's some kind of issues going on, then Coach Cal made the right call. Uh, you got any really thoughts, any major thoughts about that? Uh, you got any more of these out there? Yeah. Uh, go yeah. give me one. Let me rant for a minute. All right, you I'll rant for a minute. I'll be right back. All right, so uh, the thing that I have on John Calipari asking Fletcher to leave um, the program is that John Calipari has proven year in and year out since he has taken the job at the University of Kentucky that he has these kids' best interest in mind. There are so many kids that were first-round talents uh, or that were projected first-round that wasn't really ready to play in the NBA that Callis said, you need to go now. And uh, knowing good and well that they weren't ready, but they were going to make the most money that they could possibly make at that point in time. So Cal... Cal's got these kids' his best interest in heart is is what I think I've proven. Or he's proven that over the t- his time as the head coach at the University of Kentucky. Um, and with that being said, I don't. There's this is not a I can't win basketball games with you. This there, there's something that is not come out in this story that we don't know the reasoning behind why he's asking. Uh, this, but I think he has proven that he has these kids' best interest in mind and in heart. Right. Um, he's even said to kids in the past, hey, you know, such and such as would be interested in you transferring to them, and I think you would be – Kyle Wilcher would be the first one that pops in my right. mind of him telling him, hey, it might be better off for you to transfer to Gonzaga because I think you'll flourish better in their system. You'll be closer to home. I think you'll be happier – and things to that nature, and Wilcher did it, and Wilcher ended up and he was at right. one point in consideration for player of the year later right. on in, the, in yeah. the time. And there's been, like I said, guys that uh, shouldn't have went pro when they did. Daniel Orton is one that comes to my mind. Uh, there's been multiple kids go pro way too early coming out of the University of Kentucky. Yeah. But Cal has literally told them, you're projected a first-round pick. You'd be stupid to come back and risk that. Like, go make your money. Right, like, he's right. proven that he has these kids' best interests at heart. He does. I don't know the what time. these stories are. I'm not a big Cal fan. You know what I think of him. I think he's got a big ego, and he's got a, a chip on his shoulder the, the size of Mount Rushmore. But... Right. My biggest thing with that being said is, like, I think Cal lets it show more in the media right? Uh, about it, but I, I don't think you get to the top 
without having that big of an ego. Maybe. maybe I mean, I think right. Urban Meyer's one of the biggest dickheads to ever walk into oh, man. college don't, football. Don't, don't be talking shit about my I really guy. do. I think he's an amazing head coach. I think he's an amazing recruiter. I'll never not give the guy his props. But I think he's kind of a dick. <laughs> and I don't think you get to the point in the coaching world <laughs> yeah. that these guys have gotten to without being kind of a dick. No comment. Yeah. Urban, if you're if you're listening, you're my guy. Piss on what Juice is saying right now. I like Urban Meyer. I wish Urban Meyer would come coach my team. You're, I wish he'd come coach Dallas Cowboys. You're, you're you're a fine head coach and you're a fine human being, Urban. So I don't want to be his best friend, but I think he's a damn good football coach. I'll be your best friend, Urban. I don't want to be his friend. All right. You can be his friend. All right. I'll be his friend. Anytime. Urban. Right, let's let's get away from that. Uh, <laughs> uh the Panthers fire uh, their GM, uh, Marty Horny, Horny, Horny. Let's call him. Sounds like a por- porn name, actually. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, I, it's actually Let's Ma- call him Michael Horny, Horny. Yeah, uh, Marty Horny is his name, uh, actually. Whatever. They fired GM. Um, I think it's a little crazy because they just hired Matt Rule and they signed him to a, like a seven-year deal to be their head coach. Now you're kind of um, going to be bringing – unless Matt Rule has uh, another GM in mind, you're going to be marrying a, a GM and head coach. And coming from Cleveland, coming being a Cleveland fan, I can tell you right now, that stuff just doesn't work. You can't marry your GM and head coach and find success. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah, I don't like this at all. I don't know why you hire a kid coach to a seven-year big money deal and then fire the GM after the season. That doesn't That doesn't make sense. Now it, it seems like inconsistency and kind of some wishy-washy. But now, I know Matt Rule has NFL. Like he before he went to college. NFL experience. Now, if Matt Rule has somebody in mind or if they have somebody within the organization already in place that they're thinking of then this might work out. Maybe that makes a little more sense. But if they're just going to go, you know, blazing from the hips pretty much and trying to find the the next great GM without trying to, you know, make sure that your your head coach and your GM have some kind of uh, rapport, some kind They've of relationship, I mean... You got to follow the same direction, and I I think for the longest time I think that was the major problem up in Cleveland that your uh, your, your GM and head coach never was on the same page, and you just got to find that that right mix um, of give and take between your head coach and and but they also got to be it's okay for them to disagree, but they have to be wanting the same goals they have to you know they pretty much got to have the same philosophy if if you want them to be you know if you want them to be a success you they really need to be hand in hand you have to have you have to have one common goal you have to have the same idea on how to get there as well right and i think that's probably the biggest problem with the dallas cowboys is that coach you're, the coach and the and Jerry seem to never be on the same page right. of how we're going to get there. Jerry brings people in and goes, well, you're my damn coach. You figure it out. Like, 
Right, but, but Jerry, Jerry's drafting the players, though. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. Like, Jerry doesn't... It, I'm not in the Dallas organization, so right. I don't completely know. It doesn't seem like Jerry takes a whole lot of input from anybody. Right. And I really doubt that he's taken much from head coach. He might have taken some thoughts from Mike McCarthy on ideas that he might have had. Right, but I mean, as far as, like, you know... Being a GM, you could you see this a lot from well, you see it a lot from Jerry Jones. He's always about drafting either the like the flashiest player What's my or, next the, big play? or the next right, the next big play, the yeah. big time players, next skill players. Thing. And he's head on a lot. Don't get me wrong, he's head on a time. lot of them. But he, you know, you can't build a football team like that. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to get in there and get your. Uh, your uh, guys that's going to be in there that's going to get your hands dirty, uh, your uh, guys in your interior, and you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And n- not just trying to find talent, but you got to find the talent that fits the scheme that your head that coach you want. want yeah. You know, so that's one of the biggest things with Bill Belichick. You know, yeah, he's the coach and the GM, so he can find exactly what he wants, what he's looking for. That's why you see all these no-name guys like right. Julian Edelman flourish in his system well, because they they fit the they fit the mold. That would be the ideal way to go about anything is to be have a head coach that is also your GM. It's just very hard to find somebody qualified that can manage that amount of workload, put in that amount of hours, manage the money and be as damn good of a right. coach. Right. I mean, look Bill Belichick Look at, is. You know, and Bill Belichick doesn't do it all on his own. He has a lot oh, of yeah. people. He's like got you RD got and, uh yeah, you got Casario there. Uh he had uh uh oh who was the Chiefs GM there for a while and he went to Atlanta. Uh I can't think of his I don't name. know a whole lot of front office guys. I know they talk about they call him Ernie in the sky all the time. And that's just one of those guys that's that, I think it's Casario. Is think. that his last name? I, I, I think that's who that is. So, but, I don't know. Uh, but he does a lot of the money side. And, right. And he does a lot of that like and the salary cap. But, I mean, as far as talent-wise, uh, Bill pretty much, you know, he gets final say on who the talent is. He, go, he does have the scouts, and they're all, you know, one of the things, and you're starting to see this with the, uh, the Washington football team. Uh, they're very professional. They're, you know, they're top to bottom. They're, oh, yeah. they're very professional. I've heard stories like with the Patriots, like your scouts even knew the plays, like knew the playbook. Yeah. Like they actually run through plays in the playbook, like not just your player, your, like top to bottom from the organization. You got to know what you're talking about. And they make them, they train you to do that. Right. Well, I mean, and it makes sense because like, you sit there and think like, okay, if you if you're a scout and you don't know the playbook, and you see this guy that's really good at maybe ten and outs or comeback routes right. or whatever, and you're like, yeah, he's great, like yada yada yada, and then you get him in those systems and he might run a a ten and out or a comeback in you know two times in a game, and the right. rest of the time he's running post and ends and slants and, and he doesn't and he's not very good at that right. shit. It makes you look stupid as a scout, like. Well, I think that's what happened up in Cleveland with Sashi Brown when he drafted Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman had literally 
was good at the route tree that he ran at Baylor, and Baylor ran like three routes. Like, yeah, literally completely I'd opposite every game of what Cleveland of his, and like. They ran like three routes of a route tree, and he was great at every one of them. He was wonderful. Baylor runs a shit ton of goes. I right. didn't notice that. Uh, like they well, like those under, big, well, right now they like those big tall guys that under Bryles they they ran. I mean they they spread it out, but they ran a lot of goes. But they literally ran like three routes with Coleman, and Coleman was great with them. Real good at those. But but after that he just I don't know he just. Don't wasn't, he wasn't there. He couldn't learn the route tree. Um, he sucked in Cleveland. He got shipped off to, I don't know, for like a seventh rounder. So yeah. when you get shipped off for a seventh rounder. They just try to get you out of there. They're, I mean, they might as well just go ahead and release your ass because you ain't going to do nothing. All right. Uh, well, look, Philly's going to keep uh, rolling with uh, Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. Uh, Jalen, uh, we'll talk about it once we get into our – our fantasy picks later on, but uh, I know he made our lineup last week and looked pretty good. Why wouldn't you? He's playing. They're competitive. Why wouldn't you stick with him? Yeah, mean? of course. Um, and last little tidbit of NFL before we get into the bulk of what we're doing here. Um, uh, Gilly Lock, Stephon Gilmore, um, he's ending the season. He's going to have a season-ending injury surgery on his torn quad. Uh, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, New England's already, they're officially out of the playoffs. Yeah. So why wouldn't you shut him down? Even if this was like a torn quad, it's a pretty big deal. Don't get me wrong. But right. even if this was like a minor ankle surgery or something, that's just kind of. Right. I mean, you like a pain that's there. Now. Why would, yeah. Now you that you're officially well. out, why would you shut it's your down? best player on the team, pretty much, right? Yeah, now. Best defensive back in football. Like, why would you not right. shut him down and yeah. get him healthy for next year? All right. Already out. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into a, a little college football. We're getting into bowl season. Uh, right. A lot of shit talking from some of the coaches. Uh, one in general. Um, and I don't take too kindly to this, Mr. Uh, Dabu Swinney. Uh, he went to diss my team, the Buckeyes. And in the final rankings for the coaches poll, he wants to rank Ohio State number 11. All right. Here's my thing with it. The Buckeyes have only played six games. But those six games, they were 6-0. and oh. They beat Northwestern for the Big Ten Championship. On paper, there's nobody below them, ranked below, that's as talented. And I'll just flat out tell you that's as good as Ohio State is right now. Um, so for them not to be in the college football playoffs, that would just be blasphemy. I'd be flabbergasted if, if that would not have happened. No, I think I think Ohio State deserved to get in, but I mean, hey, Dabu thought they were the eleventh best team in the country. So uh, <laughs> I think Dabu's full of shit. Maybe, I like Dabu. Maybe Dabu calls it like he sees it. I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't impressed. I got we'll find of, out. I got a lot of respect for Dabu, but I think he's full of shit on that <laughs> one. So uh, your college football playoffs goes as like well, hold, this. On, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, let's let's. We'll break that down right here in a minute. All right, okay. 
So let's 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 introduce what I'm calling. I, I created an ESPN group. Okay, yeah, it's the an group. open group that we is, were going to get to that. Yeah, I know, but now uh, you're breaking things down a little too early. All right. So we got uh, yeah. we got oh God, it's an open group. Anybody's welcome to join it. If you're listening, you're more than welcome to join it at any point. And what's the name of the group again? The Cheap Seats Bowl Challenge. The All cheap one seats word: Cheap bowl Seats Challenge. Oh. Hey, get a little. A little action going. You, you should answer that. We should I put should him on the show. Him. Yeah, but uh, but the uh, uh, I don't know if we got technical sound. Well, going hell, we'd on. just cut that conversation out if we would have. Yeah, we, we could have if you wanted to. You want me to call him back? Uh, he'll try it. I'll talk for a uh, minute. Try right. to call him back. We'll see if he answers. All right, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's called the cheap seats. All one word. Okay. Uh, and then space bowl space challenge. It's open group to join. You're more than welcome to join it. We're picking winners. Here we go. We're going to try to get that fat guy. Getting a hold of you is like getting a hold of an ex-girlfriend. All right. But hey, buddy, we're we're recording right now, so you're on air with us. Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast, by the way. (laughs) What's up, buddy? What are you guys doing? We're recording recording tonight. We had to record tonight. We had some um, scheduling issues. uh, Juice had a death in the family, so uh, we're recording uh, tonight. Juice, I'm sorry, bud. You're all right. Straighten your stuff up, though. You're on air with the with the best show in Kentucky. Well, I know it's the best show in Kentucky. Damn well, right. Even though is. you guys are supposed to be our fantasy gurus, and you guys never even sniffed the playoffs. I was in the playoffs. Yeah, you got smoked out. It didn't matter. I got beat by. Oh, <laughs> don't even go there. <sighs> What's who'd up, buddy? I got beat by two players. Uh, but who'd you get beat by? By Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. That's who I got beat by. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I want to hear you say. Who'd you get beat by? I got beat by the fatty. There it is. There, there it is. <laughs> but it so, seems uh, like you're sounding really good on here. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd hope so. so I mean, this is the, During the this recording, we is... might keep it in here, too. Might as well. Well, I mean, you might as well. I didn't know you guys were recording tonight. I feel bad now. No, you're fine. You're fine, buddy. We figured, well, what the hell? If it sounds like shit, we'll just cut it out. Well, I, you know, what's really funny is I, I've been calling you for like two days to tell you exciting news that hopefully Juice told you. Uh, no, I haven't. You want to announce it right here on the Cheap Seats podcast? Let's go ahead and announce it, buddy. Well, it's not an announcement. It's uh, there. There's a podcast up here oh, called uh, yeah. Ginger's Talk Fo- Football. Right. Um, they are looking into you guys, and they have asked me and Big Bry to be part of their Browns roundtable, which I will think I'm going to be on tomorrow night live Ooh, at 7 p.m. Good. All right. So we got that going for us. And also, we have Felix Wright going to be on our show. You did tell me about week, that. Next week. Okay. And what show so, is that? That is our New Year's special. No, what 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 is your show? Oh, Legal Hand of the Face. There you go. I'm trying to get you. Get I figured young. they would already know it. By well, now. they probably well, we, would. We're but, like a household name, I but, thought. Well, we Damn. might have somebody that ain't never listened. Be listening. You well, got to announce. That's true because you guys got the TikTok followers. Right. I see that uh, big man hooked on the TikTok. I did. Yeah, I did. a little bit. Yeah. You know. So, uh, Big Man, can I ask you a question? Yeah, shoot, buddy, shoot. What What's your guys' topics today? 
Uh, we're gonna pick all the bowls. Yeah, we're going through the bowls. You gotta join our uh, our our bowl mania picks. Uh, uh, Juice uh, said he sent you a link to it. He sent me a link. I have not got it taken care of yet, but I, uh, you know, the uh, hand boys are in. Well, you're already missing out on one game. Appalachian State's already uh, pretty much they've won it's already. Over with. Yeah, it's over well, with it doesn't matter. It's Appalachian State. They beat Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Michigan. <laughs> they also sucks. beat North Texas just a few minutes ago. Yeah, a little bit ago. <laughs> I think Big Bry's already in here though, so you're 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 behind. You're slacking, man. buddy. Well, Big Bry's on point that I am. Yo, I, I gotta I gotta produce and get gas to you know visit him. Visit Yeah, especially with the me still being in the uh, fantasy football, you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're in the championship. We were we were uh, getting ready to get into that. So how you feeling? The, how you feeling about this championship? I'm nervous. Uh, Joe Bear's got a very good team. Yeah, Joe you, Bear's been at the top pretty well all year, right? Yeah, yeah Joe pretty, Bear's been at the top, but he's got Kamara with Breeze back. That makes Kamara a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, it does. Uh, so you, you so got a really solid team, buddy. Uh, just just play your best players, but play the matchups as much as you can. Like if you have your, like I know you're loaded at running back, but if you have gr- better matchups, don't don't be afraid to play the better matchup. No, don't think I won't, buddy. Don't think I won't. You, you only get like to shoot I, your shot once every year, so you uh, might as well really, shoot it. What really killed me, though, is I picked up, uh, what was it, Logan Thomas? Yeah, and he went off last week. And he went off, and I was actually going to play him because I knew that uh, Stafford was a little digged up, right? Right. And I'm like, uh, don't know if TJ's going to have a good game. And I wanted to play him, but I just held straight with it. And I oh, watched and he had a stinker. I thought Lauren was going to uh, beat you. She was up for most of the time, and uh, – and then I finally looked after the Browns game and you were up and I was like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. It's a, you know, what's really bad. It took the touchdown from Chubb for me right. to beat her and Hopkins touchdown there at the end of the game for the yeah. uh, Cardinals. Because early on Hopkins wasn't really scoring that much. I think when I looked at the scores, he had less than 10 <laughs> at the time, but it was early on in the game, his game. Uh, yeah, yeah you, were, you did great, buddy. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, it, it took a lot of cohorting, and you know, I got uh, text messages from uh, Big Boy Phillips and uh, Big Bry throughout the entire time. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Talking about collusion of how I got DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> oh. they, they think they know the whole story, but they don't, because I kind of fibbed at him a little bit and told him that I got him for uh, CD Lamb and two bottles of whiskey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so when Brian lost to you, I said, "Well, guess what? That means I only owe one bottle of whiskey now." <laughs> so I keep playing along with them, and they're going to say what they say. But you know, I asked you when we traded for that trade. I asked you what was a fair enough trade and what you wanted, and you told me what you wanted because well, you needed a running back. Well, buddy, I needed a running back, and and. And I had to look at it also. I was stacked at wide receiver, and I couldn't play all my wide receivers anyway, so why not? I had Diggs, and I had Mike Evans. Um, so, I mean, why, why not? I couldn't play, like, all three of them and, and play my flex and my running back flexes and everything, too. Uh, um, 
it just wasn't viable for me. So, I mean, I needed running back help, and at the time, I I felt like CEH was the guy to go after, and uh, he, he's been good, but he's been injured. Well, yeah, plus they got Bell. Yeah, yeah and they got Bell. So before uh, before I hop off here and let you guys finish recording, what do you guys think of the uh, Final Four? I think they got it right. I think they got it right. I I I wish the Buckeyes could have had a few more games and stuff because you know you get better at, with game reps. So uh, yeah, but you also got the uh, and I can say it over here. You also got the bitching and whining from Clemson and Texas A and M. But you know something. I understand why they're upset, yeah. but it's not it's not the Buckeyes' fault because those no. games were canceled, not because the Buckeyes played the championship game missing 21 kids. Right. You know, we we were just talking about that before you had called in, uh, and Dabu Sweeney's talking a lot of shit, and he actually ranked uh, the Buckeyes number 11 in the, the final coaches' rankings. I was like, man, get over it. Uh We'll see you in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. You know, if you don't think we're that good, then beat the shit out of us. Well, Brian, uh, big man, I want you to remember the last time that a team came out and said that we really didn't belong in the uh, national championship was 2002 with one of the best offenses ever assembled. Right. So, you know, just take that. You know the Buckeyes are going to put that on a nice bulletin board. Oh, yeah. You know that's going to be bulletin board. They're going to come to play. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to come to play. And like I said, you know, I would have liked to have seen them play a few more games because more game reps means more improvement. But they're they're uh, they're definitely – I don't see anybody below Ohio State that's a better team than them. Well, I, I mean, I can argue Texas a and had a good year. They had a good – I'm not saying that they – I'm just looking at the eyeball test. As far as talent I, and as I far as the, the, the team, I think we're a better team. I What I I think the big thing is, is I think it's more Notre Dame than it is Ohio State. Yeah, because I think Notre Dame's Notre, overrated. Notre Dame, beat a, Notre Dame beat a Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, okay? Right, right. And, and, it, and it took them, what, triple overtime or double overtime yeah. to win? Then they get boat raised by right. Clemson. Yeah. And they got in. Yeah. This was, we talked about it. I think this was a year for them to expand it to eight just to make it, because it's a COVID year. Why not? Right. Why not? I'm, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Texas A&M's up there. Uh, but what about Cincinnati and Luke Fickle? I would have I well, been okay I, to I, see them. They, the, I mean, they finished the season undefeated. I totally, I totally agree. But you know how hard it is for one of those teams five, to get I in. I know. Unless they shock the world, especially with no non-conference games. Right. If they played the non-conference game against a, a ranked well, Wisconsin or you know a ranked team or right. at least a a power five team. Right. I think that might have changed a little bit because they are a really good team. Yeah, they are a good team. They're a well-coached team. I, you know, we. I'm, we lucked out and get Ryan Day, but we would have been just as lucky to get uh, Luke Fickle, I think. Well, we also already had Luke Fickle. Right, right. We did, we did. But he he was coached under uh, some shitty circumstances, though. Oh, that's true. And it was his first go about it. It's one of those ones that you got to, for to become a better coach, especially trying to be that young and take over Ohio State, 
Matt Nagel coach. program, yeah. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else first and then come back. True. You got to crawl before yourself. you can walk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ryan Day has been part of what the NFL, part of so many. Right. He's been. He'd never been a head coach, but he he'd still been a, a lot of been to a lot of big programs. Yes. So, so he, he had experience. I mean, I, Day was the obvious right choice, but I think uh, Luke Fickle would have been a great hire as well, though. Yeah. At least this time around. I hear you. I hear you. Well, you guys finish recording, all right? All, all right, right, buddy. I want uh, your I want your playoff picks. All right. My playoff picks for the college playoffs? Yeah, Alabama and, and Notre Dame. Who you got? Oh, Alabama's blowing out Notre Dame. Okay, you got a blowout there? Uh, uh, it's going to be Alabama 50, let's say 55 to Notre Dame's maybe 20. Okay, all right. Uh, we've got on the Ohio State-Clemson game. I think that's going to be a closer game than a lot of people think, and especially if they get – is Alave coming back? I don't know. You're the um, I think he's going to be back for our game, yes, for the playoffs. Okay, so if Alave is coming back, that changes a little bit because it opens up that passing game. But okay. I still think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to pick – I'm going to be the homer that I am. I'm going to pick the Ohio State University – 33 to 30 over Clemson. OH. Oh, I owe, buddy. I owe. Damn right. All right, buddy. Bye, get buddy. off here. Go do your stuff. By the way, you can check us out at Illegal Hit of the Face. Hey. See you, boys. All right. See you, buddy. Later. All right. All right. That was uh, Fatty from Illegal Ham to the Face. Uh, check those guys out, him and Big Bryant. Every uh, Tuesday they do their recordings, so if you get a chance, give them a listen. That All was, right, that was that was a lot cooler than what I was expecting. Yeah, it was. So uh, especially on a that was totally unpredicted, people. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. I was not. We're like we said, we're recording on when on Monday. We normally record on Wednesday, so we weren't um, scheduling that. So Still sorry about the you interruption. Might, you might want to unplug that just so that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Real good idea. Good, good idea. I unplugged my phone. I had it plugged in so we could do our intro music and stuff, and wasn't uh, wasn't paying attention to it. But anyways, anyways, uh, let's get into these picks. All right, let's get into the picks. We did our picks for uh, the college football bowl season. Yeah, this is uh, the Bowl Mania, Capital One Bowl Mania through ESPN. Uh, the group, like we said, was the cheap seats. Cheap seats, pot cheap seats bowl challenge i don't know why i didn't put pod in there because it's so hard for me to say this without pod yeah i get you so i uh, wish i would have i wish i would have put it in there but cheap seats bowl, bowl challenge bowl cheap challenge seats bowl, bowl challenge cheap seats bowl challenge and it's like a, like i said it's an open group it's free to join there and there is no whatever there's no penalty there's no punishment there's no reward either. all right and we may have the uh winner see if they will come on the show live with us yeah i'd like to i'd like to uh, all right if at all possible but we first ones appalachian bless you bless you bless you all right bless you, bless you. all right we're right. good to go. So now. the first right. one we got Appalachia State and North Texas. Obviously, that game's already final, fifty six twenty eight. I think you and I both picked Appalachia State. We uh, did it, so that is one point for both of us. So Tulane, Nevada. All right. Uh, who do you got? 
I have Nevada. I picked Nevada as well. Okay, UCF, BYU. All right, uh, that's actually coming up on uh, my one for the money, but uh, I picked BYU to win that game. I did as well. All right. And neither one of us know who the other is picked. So yeah, we bought, we went through. This was on on each other's phones. I made my picks this morning. All right, uh, Louisiana Tech versus uh, it's Georgia it? Southern. Ge- Georgia Southern. Who do you got winning? Uh, Louisiana Tech. I got LT as well. Uh, what about uh, Memphis at uh, Florida Atlantic? I actually had trouble on this one. I, thought, I think Florida Atlantic's a pretty good team. They are. All those Florida teams are actually pretty good teams. Well, ain't that where Lane came from? Yeah. Yeah. So Lane Kiffin's been recruiting for that team. Right. So I I I, I wanted I almost wanted to pick Florida Atlantic, but I picked Memphis. I did I picked Memphis as well. Uh Florida Atlantic, uh I can't remember who their coach is now. Is it Josh Heupel? I can't either, but that's Lane Kiffin's team. Like I can't remember, but yeah, uh, they're. I don't know. I like Memphis. Memphis has, you know, they got the more more games played. They got. They're a talented team too. I'm not yeah, trying to take that. And they're from a well coached team right. too. So yeah, I had to pick Memphis on that one. We could be wrong. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if Florida Atlantic. Don't All right. That. Our next one we got is Hawaii versus Houston. I took Houston. I took Houston. Houston's program been built up. Uh, I'm starting to see uh, you and I have done these uh, picks so far, and we do NFL picks, and I'm starting to see that we think yeah, we're way pretty, too much alike. We're pretty similar. All right. Uh, Marshall versus Buffalo. Who did you pick? Marshall. All right. I picked Marshall as well. I can't go against Marshall like – my mother, my future mother-in-law's whole family is like literally. I throw a baseball from where she grew up. Right. Marshall's football stadium. I can't pick against Marshall really for that reason, but Marshall's. I like Marshall. They're a pretty good team. I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo ever since Khalil Mack played Ohio State. Uh, right. But uh, I pick Marshall. Marshall. I don't think they got a Khalil Mack on the team. No, so. they don't have no Khalil Mack and. Marshall definitely ain't got no Byron Leftwich or Randy Moss nah, either. But, they ain't got uh, none of that coming in. But Marshall's generally pretty competitive. I think Marshall at one time this year, they might have been ranked. Marshall's competitive. They right. usually are too. Uh, all right. Uh, South Carolina, UAB. UAB is who I pick. South I Carolina. Pick, no, I pick UAB too. But. South Carolina is just <laughs> atrocious. No, they're, that's, two and eight. They're just Yeah, that's horrible. a shit show. I, I don't – that's – All right. Uh – Liberty, which I think this is going to be a great game versus Coastal Carolina. That's a Coastal Carolina. I I pick Coastal Carolina, but you know, it's another Liberty one that wouldn't surprise me. Liberty has Hugh uh, Hugh Freeze down there as their head coach. It's uh, another one that wouldn't surprise. It, me. it would surprise me to see Liberty win that game. I think that would be one of the games to watch. To be honest with I you, I think Coastal Carolina is pretty talented, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, or the the team is yeah, and the coach is too as well. Yes, yeah, so we got Louisiana Lafayette and uh, University of Texas San Antonio. San Antonio is that yeah. it? Yeah, okay. Uh, what do you got on that? I got I, Louisiana. I got Lafayette. yeah Lafayette as well. Uh, Western Kentucky versus uh, Georgia, Georgia State. State. I, I took Western. I took Western. I got to I got to stay local. That's why I took. Oh, that's the whole reason I took them. Like, uh, I'm, that was my one. I don't, and I don't know much about. Uh, 
Georgia State. Georgia State may blow them out. If we end up with all these picks as the same picks, I'm going back at the ones that wouldn't surprise me. I'm changing them. <laughs> I refuse to tie with you. If... <laughs> all right. Oklahoma State against Miami. I took Miami. I took Oklahoma State. Oh, thank God. I don't have to switch my picks. I took Oklahoma State. Miami's uh, not not near what – they're just a name now. They ain't no, nothing. Miami's pretty damn talented this year. You might want to go back and watch some football. I've seen them play, but they're, they'll choke. They'll uh, choke. They might choke, but they they got a pretty good squad down there. I, uh, I like that Miami team, but I don't – I, I like Mike Gundy, and I like Oklahoma State. I like Gundy's attitude, and I like Gundy's offense, but I just I don't care for this team. Like, All right. Texas, Colorado. Texas and Colorado. I picked Texas to win. I did, too. All right. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like Tom Herman is going to be the head coach again for at least one more season, so uh, we'll see what Texas does, see if they can uh, – bring it back next season. If not, I'd say Herman's out after next season. Probably. If he can't get it better, a little better next year, oh, I'd yeah. say he probably will be gone. Alright, next up on our list, we got uh, Wake Forest versus uh, Wisconsin. Who'd you got? Wisconsin. Yeah, I picked Wisconsin. I know they have a slightly, I mean, you're 3-3 three and three and 4-4, four and four, so they're both 500. But yeah, neither one of them are uh, that great this year. I think year. Wisconsin will bully Wake, though. Yeah. Um, Iowa versus Missouri. Who'd you pick? Iowa. I picked Iowa as They're well. Consistently, Iowa's consistently good. So. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Ferenz, he's he's one of the better head coaches in college football. He's, he takes, you know, he takes three, you know, three and two and three star players and, you know, turns them into like four or five star players. Right. He does a good job with right. them. So. It's a very well coached team. Yeah. Very he's, good program. Uh, he's like uh, a uh, – uh, uh, Mark Stoops. Yeah. Very good program. Yeah. Uh, we might differ on this one. Florida, Oklahoma. Florida, Oklahoma. And, and I believe this is, uh, we're going to be talking about that game later on. Uh, Florida, Oklahoma. I picked Florida. Fuck, I did too. <laughs> uh, I was hoping we'd differ. But I like Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is. The SEC. I, I just like the SEC better than I do the Big 12. I do too, but I picked against the SEC a lot more this year than I usually do. Because I think a lot of SEC teams got in on the fact that they are SEC teams, name value, right. yeah, knowing that the fans true. are going to travel if true. if they're allowed fans at that point in time. Right. Uh, like Tennessee's in a fucking bowl game. Yeah, South Carolina's in a bowl game. Well, we're sitting like, here looking at these records. You, Arkansas's in a bowl game, three and seven. Arkansas. Yeah, like like they're putting everybody in bowl games. Yeah, everybody's bowl game eligible because not everybody played this year. Right. So I've actually I've picked against the SEC. Uh, a lot more this year than I usually do. But I think Florida wins this game. Okay. Kyle All Trask right. is the X factor. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and Oklahoma don't have Baker or Kyler Murray anymore either. No, I think Spencer Rattler will turn into a very good quarterback in Oklahoma. You think? Yeah, I think he will, but not this year. All right. Tulsa, Tulsa versus uh, Mississippi State. Who'd you pick? I wanted to take Mississippi State bad, but I took Tulsa. I, too, took Tulsa. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, they're a shell of what they used to be. They're not run by Dan Mullen. They're, no, they're they're not. Oh, Dak Prescott's not there anymore. What's uh, his name? Damn. Come from Washington State, the new head coach at Mississippi State. Oh, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Leach. 
Mike yeah, Leach. Mike Leach. I really, I really like Mike Leach. I like his offense, and especially once Ole Miss hired Hugh Freeze, you had to go get a Mike Leach to coach your program because Mike Leach has got enough attitude to compete with Lane Kiffin on the recruiting trail. Oh yeah, trail in Mississippi. You, meant, you said Hugh Freeze, oh, Lane Kiffin. Bad. You meant, my yeah. bad. Yes, once Ole Miss hired Lane, Lane, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, you had to go get a Mike Leach who's got the He's got the uh, resume. He's got the attitude. He's got the proof of an off of an ability to hold an offense just as well as Lane does. Right. So you had to go get somebody like this, and I really like him, but not this year. All right. Uh, let's move on Ball to State, uh, San Jose State. I have San Jose State. I pick San Jose State as well. I, I don't know much about Ball State. I know they play in the MAC. I don't know much about San Jose State. I know San Jose State's ranked. Yeah. I'm just basically going more off of that. Um, I'd love to see Ball State. I know where Ball State is. It's in Indiana. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I picked San Jose State. I like uh, these games. I don't know a whole lot of people, or I don't know a lot about. I like to look at the location. Right. As well as the record and the ranking and right. things like that. But I like to look at where they're located, too. Yeah. And you're talking about San Jose, California versus in the state of Indiana. Indiana, right. Uh, uh, there's a lot more talent comes out of California. So Yeah. West Virginia, Tennessee. West Virginia. Yeah, I picked West Virginia as well. I mean. Tennessee's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. Uh, the SEC should be ashamed that they're even allowing some of these teams in the bowl games. Oh yeah, three and seven Tennessee. Yeah, and this our, is pathetic. Our, our next game up, Arkansas, three and seven Arkansas versus yeah. six and four. I picked uh, TCU. TCU I picked TCU as well. Um, yeah, I I don't like this. Uh, let's uh, right here's the game I want to talk about for a minute. This is uh, the game I want to talk about for a minute as well. And Georgia I number nine, Georgia versus Cincinnati. Who did you get? I took Georgia. I took Cincinnati. I knew you was going to take Cincinnati. I took Cincinnati. I want I want a power that this is the year. If there's any year for a power five year, a non power five team to make some noise, this is the year. What better matchup? This is uh, what is this? This is the Peach Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Georgia versus, versus Cincinnati. Nine. If Cincinnati can somehow, some way, come out on top, and this is we're not talking about at the we're talking about a, at a bigger level than when um, Boise State beat Oklahoma. We're talking about a non-power five beating an SEC team. Yeah. So uh, if if they could win this. This might pave the way for bringing non-Power 5 team into the college football playoffs. I ain't saying I like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I like uh, I like Luke Fickle. They're I do, too. very well-coached team. They're, they're a very good they're very team. They're a very talented team. Very talented. Uh, um, I don't see why Cincinnati can't beat Georgia. I don't, I don't think Cincinnati can't beat Georgia. I just... I'm going the SEC. All I'm right. going the Power Boys. Okay. Like that's fine. And I like Georgia's program. Uh, I like Kirby a, Smart. Yeah, I, you I, know, like I think Smart. he's done a great job. But I, I just want to, you know, part of me is being biased because Cincinnati and Luke Fickle, Luke yeah. Fickle's Ohio State alum and former coach. But I, I just, you know, I had to pick where my heart was and where my gut was. My gut was telling me Cincinnati. Right. I uh, like Cincinnati, but I don't like them well enough to pick them. All right. Um, Auburn versus Northwestern. Who'd you pick? I took Auburn. 
I took Northwestern. That's... All right, we're finally getting into some action. We're still that I'm liking. Action. Northwest Northwestern's a sneaky good team. They and are. I'll tell you what. I I I'll say this. I don't see Pat Fitzgerald being being the head coach there very much longer if if he if he doesn't want to be if he wants to go be an NFL coach. He wants to go coach, somewhere bigger. If he wants to make it pro, he'll go pro. He he his name's been thrown around the last couple of years. I think and he could jump he, to a bigger program as well. Yeah, if he but wants to do that. Like, I don't I don't think he wants to because he's from Northwestern. That's his alma yeah. mater. I don't I don't see him going to a, a bigger program, but I could see him jump to the NFL if if he wants well. to. Um, he he's a, a hot name right now in in the NFL candidacy. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if if he would make that jump. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I tell you what sold this on me though is the way Ohio State ran the ball on Northwestern in the yeah. Big Ten Championship. Yeah, the SEC, that's what the SEC is known for. I get it. And Auburn's Auburn's a pretty powerful team, like. Auburn is a good team. They're six and four. They're 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 not a slouch, but they're they're without Gus Malzahn now. Uh, Gus Malzahn. I think he'll make it better. Being being fired. Um, and in the NFL, normally when a head coach gets fired the next week, they the team plays very they, well. Yeah, they, they do. But um, I just I like uh, I like this Northwestern team. There's a lot to like about them. Uh. The, there's a lot to like about their head coach. I do too, but hold on a minute. Let's let's skip down here a little bit. Uh, North Carolina State and the University of Kentucky. All right, I picked North Carolina State. I, I'm a homer. I'm playing homer ball. I picked Kentucky. I okay. don't think Kentucky will win this game. Don't make no mistake, but I took Kentucky because. All right. Homer. Okay. Mississippi. Oh, or I'm sorry, Ole Miss against uh, number eleven Indiana. Who'd you pick? I took Ole Miss. I took Indiana. I took Ole Miss. I okay. like I like Lane. All right. I All think right. Lane, you get Lane given this much time. I mean, I think he's going to come up with some stuff to beat Indiana. Offensively, you know they're going to come out with fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but, think he's going to have some trick plays up his sleeve. Indiana's not the same old Indiana they used to be. Though. They're not, by no means, and it's not a disrespect against Indiana. They're well deserving of the eleventh ranking in the polls. Like, All right. Uh, that's not, but I think Lane Kiffin's going to come up with some stuff. You, he's going to have this much time to prepare for one team. I think Lane's going to come up with some yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Oregon versus Iowa State. I took Oregon. I took Iowa State. I like Iowa State. I like Mike Cam- or Matt Campbell. Uh, I think they're. I know they're a Big Twelve team, but I think defensively they're they're actually a really good team. They're solid defensively. They're solid on offense. Um. They're just a solid all-around team altogether. I think this will be one of the best bowl games of the year. I yeah. think this is going to be one of the ones that I really set my alarm and want to watch as long as along with the next one. But um, Oregon's proven that they have a pretty well-run program right down there. That, that's your Fiesta Bowl. That's part of your New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I want to see that one. Then the next one, I really, really – like, I am hype about this one, which is Texas A&M at the universe, or against the University of North Carolina. Yeah, that that would be a, a really great game. Uh, North Carolina, they've been coming up the last few years. Um, uh, Mac Brown – He's turned that program in, into a powerhouse, he really, went, up, he, over the last couple of years. Once he left Texas and kind of took a 
few years off and got his mind right and and he's kind of found his love for football again. Right. Mike Jones is doing he's doing or Mike Brown is doing great things at North Carolina, Texas A and M. Obviously, we know all about Texas A and M. Yeah. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo uh, Fisher's amazing coach. Right. He's done an amazing job on the recruiting trail in Texas since he's showed up at A and M. Uh, they're a very talented team. They're a very well coached team. They're a very well organized team. Oh, okay. But I think it's gonna be a good one. All right, all right. who'd you pick to win? I took A and M. I took A and M as well on that one. But I think I like watching Mac Brown coach teams. I think North Carolina's gonna give them a run. It, if nothing else, they're gonna give them a run for three quarters, and A and M might pull away in the fourth. Yeah, I think A and M just 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 I, just for the fact that they're SEC talent, they're the talent's going to be there better. Yeah, and I think I think A and M's just like North Carolina's coming up, but A and M's already there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing I'm at. So I think right. Carolina might give them a run for three quarters, but I think eventually A and M's going to take control of this game and and burn them out in the fourth. Right. All right. Uh, All right. Here's the fun stuff. Let's get to the playoffs. Clemson and Ohio State. That's a Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. You took Clemson. I. Took Ohio State. I knew you were going to. Well, you, I can't not take Yeah, Ohio I mean, State. like, it's like the Kentucky game. You could expect them to lose and he, still pick them. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I which can't I'm sure is what you're them. doing. Cause I don't ex- I expect Ohio State to win. I expect us to Oh, come. you do not. I do expect us to win. You I, do I, not. I expect us to win, and I expect us, um, as long as Justin Fields is healthy, I expect us to come out with guns a-blazing. But let me talk about this for right, a minute. Go ahead. Talk about our top four, four. Alabama versus Notre Dame, Ohio State versus Clemson. Yeah. You think it's uh, – do you think committee's just going go by names, or do you think these are, are the four – do you think these are the four very best teams in, in college football? I think Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State are the top three. I think you can debate four. I think – I look at the people behind Ohio State. I look at the team behind them. And do I think there's other teams with better resumes? Yeah, probably because Ohio State's only had six games. But if I'm looking at them as a talent-wise, I think Ohio State's one of the top two, three talents in the the whole college football. Um, I just feel like they need the reps to get there more than anything but anyways uh, let me put it to you this way i think alabama ohio state clemson should have been in yeah four i could make an argument between notre dame texas a&m and oklahoma what about cincinnati they didn't play nobody i know that ain't their fault but if you're only gonna take four cincinnati didn't play nobody that's and I hate that for Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati's a very good team. I'm not saying that they can, you know, beat any of the top four teams, but I think they could contend with Notre Dame. Well, I think they could too, but that that ain't the question. The question, I don't think that was where I was going next, is I think you can make the argument for any of those three, but the result doesn't change. Do, do you think they're, do you think A&M's better than Notre Dame? I think A&M could beat Notre Dame head up. I think they could beat them 
three out of five times. Okay. But I think it's going to be, I think it'll be a pretty good game. But I can make the argument. What about Florida? You think Florida could beat Notre Dame? Probably three out of. Five I think times. Florida's better team than them is. But they lost. Florida ain't got the Florida ain't got the record or they ain't got the resume. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I think right now going into this playoff, I think Florida's playing better than what A and M is. I think. And I like Florida a little better. Okay. But I can't make the argument to put Florida in the playoffs. They just don't have the resume A&M does. All right. Uh, so let's get on to the the uh, second to the last game, the other game. Uh, we Notre both picked Dame Alabama. Versus Alabama. We both picked Alabama. Uh, so you got winning the title. You've got Ohio State, Alabama. I got Ohio State playing Alabama, and I got Ohio State winning it. You're such a fucking over. That's hey. a homer pick. Don't nobody take it. Hey, that's I've got Alabama. Picks. I've got Alabama Clemson. Um, I think it's gonna be a pretty good game, but I got Bama. Uh, I think Bama's the best team in the country. I think Bama's the most explosive team in the country. I think Alabama has a top four quarterback, the best wide receiver in the country, hands down, and one of the best defenses in the country. They've got a top. Running back, like, Alabama's got it all. Alabama's built for this. Alabama's well-coached. They're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to do something stupid. The only way they're winning is if Superman shows up with long blonde hair, which is a very good possibility. Right, right. Uh, but I think I'd, I'll take Alabama. And I think Justin Fields can do it, too. So. All right. Uh well, let's uh, get off that subject. We're we're running in on an hour right now. And, well, we had an unexpected guest. Yeah, we had an unexpected guest. So let let's uh let's move on. Let's get on to our next uh, segment. Let's uh, do uh, our uh, list it real quick. Okay, we can do list it. Okay, our list it subject is our uh, our top four all time favorite um, gifts for Christmas since we're we got Christmas upon us. Uh, I'll start it out with my number four. I know you don't know what this is. You're a little too young for it. Some of you older uh, listeners might know. Um, my Pet Monster. All right, so uh, the My Pet Monster, uh, it's, a, it's like a stuffed animal. It was a really big thing when I was a kid. It was like a cartoon. Um I, I didn't think you would know it. It was an older thing, so it was back in the late 80s, early 90s, but that was one of the big gifts for me when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, what would be your number four? Uh, my number four, uh, I'm a little bit of a girl, I guess, uh, in this sense, but I like getting clothes. I like getting clothes. I like shoes. Like I get it every year. My mother always gets me something, right. like jackets, shirts. Usually I get some kind of funny shirt. Uh, but shoes are my big thing. Like, I mean, I've already got my mom's presents from this year. We've already done that. Right. Uh, so, and I got a pair of Nike shoes and a new pair of golf shoes. Oh crap. Yeah. So like I got two pairs of shoes and I was like, literally, as soon as I seen the box, I was like, bam, she's got me shoes. Yeah. And Ryan was like, you don't know that's what that is. And of course my mom's like, you don't know what that is. And I'm like, yeah, I do. That's shoes. <laughs> and I, like, I was probably, I got some other stuff that I'm super excited about. But yeah, I was, I was more excited with the shoes. Than That's it was cool. Uh, well, what's your number three? Uh, I don't know. My phone went out on me. Uh, three. Oh, 
So, um, my uncle used to do this stuff a lot, actually. Um, um, he got me one year, it was this big, huge box. And I was like, I had no idea what it was when I uh-huh. unwrapped it. So I unwrap it, and I cut open this box, and I pull it open. And it wasn't nothing that you could specifically buy like this, but he had bought a bunch of different stuff and put it into one box. And it was all, that year, it was like an old... It was all Stone Cold Steve Austin related memorabilia. Oh, so like it was something. it was posters, it was a punching bag that you blew up and it was like he Stone Cold was looking you in the eye and whatnot and and um the vest, the memorabilia right, vest, yeah, the, the Austin right. three sixteen smoking skull belt was in there. That's awesome. There was an Austin three sixteen hat, like it the whole box was nothing but Stone Cold Steve Austin memorabilia and that was my dude. Like when I it from really the moment he said Austin three sixteen just whooped your ass at King of the Ring, right? On oh, Stone Cold's been my dude, right? So that year I loved that, and I'll and that's one of them that I'll never forget. All right, uh, well my number three is uh, my very first acoustic guitar my dad got me. Um, I played that thing. I was trying to learn how to play guitar. I quit playing. I I. I really can't play much now, maybe just a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, back then at the time, that was a big thing for me, so I was pretty excited about it. I mean, it wasn't nothing like, you know, no big backstory behind it. It was just my very first guitar. and Yeah, that's cool. I loved it. Uh, all right, so I'll come back with yeah. my number two. Now, this one's got a little bit more of a backstory behind it. Um it's actually one of the coolest gifts I've ever received. You my got a wife, story on this one? Yeah, my okay, wife. Okay, good. Hold on. You tell the story. I'm going to go to the bathroom. All right. So uh, my wife, which I know you heard the story already, uh, Juice, but my wife uh, had bought me uh, a, uh, I'm sorry, not my wife. My wife was working for a gentleman with uh, special needs, we'll say, um, and I befriended this guy, and we became uh, really good friends. And uh, one year, we decided to exchange gifts. And he exchanged the gift of um, a Christmas ornament for me. He got me an ornament that said, uh, Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas this year is for the Buckeyes to win a national championship. P.S. I've been good this year. And the crazy thing about it, that was the Christmas of 2014, 2015, early 2015, the Buckeyes uh, won the national championship, the first ever college football playoff. So that had a a big meaning for me. So that was one of my major presents as as anybody, at any age, pretty much. Yeah, I love that story, actually. Uh and plus, I knew it was going to take a minute, so. Yeah, so, all right, so, uh, what's your number one, Juice? Well, we got to do my number two. You just oh, yeah, two. I'm sorry, we did skip your number two. What's your number sure. two? My number two is, is kind of, it was a on-running gift. It was one of those every year, uh, they would all, somebody within my family, whether it be a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, my mom and dad, somebody, would get me a case double XL collector's knife. Okay. With the, and I have a huge collection of them. So, like, it's that's one of my things. 
and like I have the John Deere special edition right. one. I have the hardwood classic special edition one. I have all kinds of UK ones that they've come out with. That's cool. Uh, I have a firefighter's appreciation one. I mean, I've got a whole freaking mess of them. Um, and I love those. And it was one of the things I always look forward to. They probably stopped. When I was about 16, they probably stopped. Okay. Uh, so, like, from it was probably from, like, 9 to 15. So, I had, like, a six-year run there where I would get one for Christmas. Right. And then, of course, I bought my own. And, right. And, and you have a pretty good collection, collection going. Yeah. 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 Right. So, that was one of my favorite things that I that always stick out in my head that are those knives. Okay. So, what's your number one? Oh, oh crap. Uh, my number one, um, my uncle, actually. Got me one year, and I had to get, it's one of, it's the only present I was ever glad somebody gave me early. Okay. Because I don't like early presents. I don't like knowing what I get for Christmas, before Christmas right. comes around. Either. Right, I don't, I mean, I kind of had an idea that, but you never knew when people were going to stop the case knives. But generally, like, I don't like finding gifts. Right. I don't go looking for them. I don't like it when people tell me what I'm getting. Yeah, yada, you're, yada. you like the, I, the I element like, of surprise. Yeah, and, but one year, my uncle called, and he said, I need you to, uh, your mom's gonna bring you over here. I was probably ten or eleven, and uh, I've got an early Christmas present for you. And I tried to talk him out of it, right? Okay, but it actually ended up being Monday Night Raw tickets at Rupp Arena. Well, and that's... me and him went uh, Monday Night Raw, and it was uh that was at the time the Undertaker was doing the American Badass and oh yeah, and running with the Brothers of Destruction again right. with Kane. Uh, the Hardy Boys were there. Stone Cold was there. I seen all the guys. Like, oh, that that would have been really cool. So that was that is the one that really, bam, like it, I knew what number one was when you texted me this right, idea. And right. It was this. I just didn't know what two through four was. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I did too. I had to think about uh, three and four, but uh, one and two were pretty easy. To right. Me. My number one was actually it was a gift. It was a gift from my dad, but. Uh, him and my uh, uncle, uh, God rest his soul, uh, they coerced each other into it. Um, they had this uh, joke going, making me think that I was getting a uh, um, a naked blow-up doll, a naked <laughs> blow-up woman for Christmas. And all I could talk about that year was about getting a gun. They knew I wanted a new shot. They wanted, I wanted a shotgun. I'd never had a shotgun. Right. I was like 10, 11, might have been 11 years old. They knew I wanted a shotgun. And uh, they kept telling me, no, you're you're getting a blow-up doll. You're getting this blow-up doll. Don't make a man out of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they'd say. So uh, finally Christmas Day rolls around, and Dad brings the present in. And it's this big, long thing. It's about probably six feet, seven feet long. Yeah, It's all wrapped up. And I start tearing the paper off of it. And I start seeing all these nudie pictures on there. These, look, at the time, I didn't think nothing about it, but what they were were magazine pictures from yeah. the nudie magazines. Right. But there were all these nudie pictures on there. So I thought, here I thought I was getting this naked blow-up doll. Yeah, you so thought they really went and got you. I was on. like, are you serious? So I started opening this box, and there's all kinds of that little peanut foam in it yeah. and stuff. I finally get in there and get to it, and I pull out. Sink twenty gauge single shot shotgun. Yeah. Uh, now my first shotgun, and I'll never forget that. Nice, I like it. And I like the fact that they worked you up all year. Right? Oh, that 
That was the biggest thing. And then about to it. go back and like put the nudie pictures on it and the make the box almost like a you know you thinking there's a real life right they made yeah. the, i mean they went out and they, they made the box look like it was something that you know i really had this this nudie yeah. blow up doll in there or something yeah they did good on i'll it. never I, forget I, that I like that, the work up. that would be my number one gift just because the story behind it was just, just too good not to tell right i like it all right uh so that's it for listed uh Let's get on to uh, one for the money real quick. Ah, we got it. All right. I'm actually, since we've been talking about college football, I'm taking a page out of college football. And um, it's a UCF plus six and a half versus a BYU minus six and a half. The over-under is 75. And I'm taking a UFC plus the points. I think they're going to cover the spread. And I think the over-under is going to be under on this. You think UCF keeps it within a touchdown? I think they keep it within a touchdown. Under 77. I think UCF is a, a highly good team, uh, a very good uh, very good coach team. This is the team that has Josh Heupel, actually. I, right. I was wrong. It wasn't uh, UAF or, okay. um, or, or FAU, I mean. Right. Uh, it's University of Central Florida. Um, and they've been one of the more top programs in the state here the last uh, five or six years. Uh, Scott Frost was their head coach here a few years back. Um, they were one of the few undefeated teams on non-power five here a few years ago. So this is a very good program. BYU's up-and-coming team, they're uh, ranked, I think, number 15 or 16. Um, they got a a top quarterback in Zach Wilson. What's the over under? The over under seventy five. And yeah, I'm taking I like, the under I like under. The under. Um and I'm taking UCF to cover though. Or to I like that too. Yeah. I like that as well. BYU's not like this is the first year that they've really kind of been this highly rated and whatnot. In a UCF's, long time. Yeah, UCF's been there, done that last couple of years. And the fact that BYU will be traveling to the east. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, don't I know think where, it's a, where is BYU located? Um, campus located? It's out west of Utah. Okay. Br- Brigham University. Uh, yeah, Brigham I knew University. what it stands for, for. I just didn't know what town it was uh, in or what state and it was in. Uh, yeah, they're out west. I think it's Utah. And like I said, they're traveling to Florida, which is... Right in UCF's backyard. Right there in UCF backyard. So, I mean, I, I know with the pandemic, there's not really a home field advantage, but... Well, shit, you might have talked me into going back and picking UCF to win this. Yeah, UCF, I, you know, I'm actually surprised I didn't pick them to win it. I'm still I'm still picking BYU to win it, but I think UCF would... It wouldn't surprise me to see UCF win and, and cover the spread. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely like the under, for sure. All right. I like I like the spread pick as well. At least at least they cover the spread. I, All I right. like it. Let's uh, go on to two for the show real quick. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different for two for the show. We're going to do two uh, college games and two NFL games because we normally give NFL games. So let's uh, do it like that. Um, first college game is uh, Florida versus Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it. Cotton Bowl. That, that's going to be a great game. And uh, the I other want the game, Georgia Cincinnati game. Yeah, the Georgia versus Cincinnati game, and 
we'll go ahead and we'll throw out another one out there real quick. Uh, um, the Texas A&M North Carolina game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good well. game as well. Um, and I like the Oregon matchup too. Right. And of course, everybody's going to be watching the college football playoff. Probably, oh yeah, so absolutely. But I, I really like those four matchups as non-playoff matchups. Yeah, they're very good. I, Really good matchups. I really like the Oregon matchup. Yeah, I like well. the Oregon Iowa State matchup. I all like, right, I like all those. So, so the NFL uh, picks of the week are uh, Minnesota at New Orleans. Now, I picked this game. It's not really a huge relevant game. Minnesota needs to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Right. Basically, the reason I picked this game because it's the only Christmas Day football game on, as far as NFL wise. Right. So, if you want to watch a little NFL. That's your Christmas Day game to watch. And uh, the other game, you picked this one out, which actually really good game. Uh, Rams at Seattle. Yeah, I like that. And I like, I actually, I, I like the Rams to win this game. I got a feeling. Uh, I don't know why. I just got a gut feeling. I think the Rams win this. If I had Seattle, that doesn't really matter because fans aren't allowed in the stadium. Uh, but I, I like, I like the Rams to win this game. I had another one to throw out there that I'm interested in is the Dallas Philly game. Yeah. The, the loser of this is gone. Yeah. Like their season's over. Whoever loses is gone. Jalen Hurts is playing very well. Uh, yeah. He looked really Dallas's good. Dallas's defense week. is not playing very well. So, but Dallas's offense is, is they're coming around. They're starting to come around though. So I, I actually picked Dallas to win this game. So, uh, I think I did um, too. Uh, it it don't surprise me. It I don't feel good about me. it, but I, I I did pick Dallas as well to win this. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, move on into our uh, fantasy picks. Now, yeah, we're we're not gonna do picks coming up for this week because we can't. It's Monday, and I can't see the prices right. on these guys right. yet. So we're not so we, gonna do that. that yeah, we that's can't right. do that's the proper way guy. of doing that. But you can still review last week's picks. Yeah, we'll review our last week's picks. We'll, we're not gonna do the picks this week. I might so. put them out on Twitter when uh, I can see the prices. I'll put them out on Twitter at Cheap Seats Pod. Yeah, a uh, couple guys that I did pick coming up this week that got really good matchups uh, at quarterback. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one, uh, which I think uh, I think Chicago's taking on Jacksonville, I think. Yeah. Um, and at wide receiver, I had Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he had – he's been having a few good games with the Colts. And uh, they play uh, Green Bay. I, no, I'm sorry, not Green Bay. They play uh, the Steelers. And the Steelers secondary susceptible. So that's who I picked. Okay. Well. But uh, our recap, real quick. Uh, you picked uh, Jalen Hurts, and I hit that with, one. Yeah, you passed with flying colors on that one. He had thirty-seven point eight two points. Uh, your other pick was uh, Corey Davis, and uh, he had a really good game that week. Uh, 21 points. Hey, boy, I hit two of them. You, I ain't hit two of them all damn year. Stay tuned for this. Uh, I picked Cam Akers. Uh, he had 7.2 points. He did not do very well. Um, originally, I had picked uh, Danny Amendola at the wild card. Mm -hmm. And uh, you chimed in, and I decided I wanted to 
use this pick. Danny Amendola's came out with 7.2 points, but we went with uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was uh, 15.1 points. Hey! So, uh, you were 3 for 3 this week, buddy. So I did pretty good. I'm proud of you. All right. So, let's... Uh, what do you think? You got anything else? Uh, I ain't got anything else, I don't think so. All right, well, watch, like I said, watch Twitter for the Cheap Seats Pod 1 uh, for the fantasy picks when I can actually see some prices. And don't forget, if you want to join in on our ESPN group, it's uh, GP, Cheap, Seats Cheap Seats Bowl Challenge. Bowl Challenge. Um, join us on there. Look for us. And What's, What look, is the Facebook yeah, what the Facebook is the Cheap Seats Podcast. Right, okay. Guys, let's get them up and uh, let's do our toast real quick. Uh, Juice, I want to toast you, buddy, for uh, you know coming over here after you know having a death in the family and we're still recording. Uh, I've been okay with not recording this week. But uh, you said the show has to go on. The show must go on. We just uh, did a little bit earlier this week. Uh, so, uh, I definitely want to toast you, with, toast the listeners for sure, and of course with this Christmas coming up, uh, we definitely got to toast the troops, and Absolutely. you know, for the people, we did this last week, but I want to do it again, let's toast them. Well, we can do that every week, I don't care. And all you people out there who's going to be working during the holidays, we toast you, and we say thank you. So, we ain't uh, toasting this nasty ass beer. I know yeah, since some bitch gets worse, the more you drink it. Yeah, I wasn't big on. It. I we'll like toast the, this double oak barrel gin bean that I've been drinking. Yeah, on. we'll toast that, and we'll toast this uh, Telemore Dew. That's pretty good stuff. We'll uh, toast don't it. mind if I do. That's right. That's so right. let's get them up here. Cheers, brother. Has anybody told you you're beautiful today? Because you might be the best damn looking thing I've seen all day. And we're out. Go!